We made it. Welcome oh, yeah, yeah. back to another episode of Silver Pills. <laughs> Welcome back. We were just talking about how I am notorious for interrupting Wubble during every so I introduction. So I hope you guys had a great week. <laughs> so Lowell decided to to hit me with some payback. At least I can stay on track. <laughs> no, no, I can't stay on track. Oh, well, we made it to another recording. Schedules have been busy and they're only going to oh. get worse as the holidays I know. their ugly heads so. <laughs> i know oh so welcome back everyone bear with us as we scramble to get content out to you we love you guys we hope you know that this is a labor of love sometimes <laughs> for everyone so if you appreciate what we do lowell how can they help us out the biggest best way to help us out is to share us mm-hmm. uh, so tell everybody you know about us anybody who's interested in the weird the crazy the paranormal the bible the bible yes definitely the bible (laughs) (laughs) let share the show um subscribe give us five stars or follow i guess follow as a podcast not subscribe yeah maybe maybe i don't know um follow the podcast give us five stars on every platform you listen um, you can email us at silverpill.gmail.com with uh, experiences, recipes. Yeah, that's the new one. That's, that's I, I, yeah, I know. I've got like five of them stacked up. I want to try as soon as my work schedule calms down. I had the holidays. We'll be yeah, in the ho- We'll actually thinking about legitimately doing some of these recipes and posting pictures to our Instagram. So yeah. if you have recipes that are favorite staples in your family, we'd love to try them out. Yeah. Yes. I do like to eat. Yes. That, so. is, that is one of our long love languages <laughs> is, is food, pizza and cookies in particular. Pizza. You're right. Yes. Um, but yes, recipes, prayer, um, requests. prayer requests, experiences, uh, words of encouragement. We've got a bunch of those lately. They're always great to hear. Um, yeah thanks everyone i mean from the bottom of our hearts like i said we've been scrambling to put content out and you know we sometimes it's like man is it worth it is it worth like really manipulating our schedules to get this done to rush around to spend the time doing this and then right when we're talking that and thinking that 
we get a bunch of words of encouragement out of the blue. So we really do. We want to thank you all for doing that for for sticking with us, being patient, but also being very encouraging and for keeping us in your prayers. Um, We've had a lot of people reach out saying that they're praying for us, for our families. And that is awesome because there's power in prayer. So thank you so much for, for taking the time to do that for us. Um, You can also find us on Instagram. If you would like to stay connected with us, I'm trying to be a little bit more active on there. Um, What else? Venmo. We have a Venmo. I'll leave a link to that in the description. If you want to bless us financially, don't feel obligated to. It's just there in case anyone's led to. Oh, I think that's it. Think so. Hmm. I wanted yeah, to make mention, we also have had some people reaching out with questions to certain topics, not necessarily all the time things that we talk about, but things that come up in their lives or in their thought process, especially from a biblical standpoint, people have been asking questions. And so feel free to to ask questions of us. We really try to get back to everyone as best as we can. We don't have all the answers, though. <laughs> we can give you opinion and Bible verses, so you should really be taking things to the Lord. Um, but if you if if you have any questions, you know, feel free to reach out to us because yeah. we are we are here to try to help and encourage as well. So we'll give you our crazy off the wall opinions. Yes, about everything. Like Bigfoot's a pizza delivery guy. Oh, that'd be awesome! Can you imagine how many pizzas he could carry. That's true. That's true. Yep. And you know, everybody talks about how like smoothly he can run through the woods. He wouldn't right. even and like, how he drop disappears. One. He's like always in a hurry. It's probably because like 20 minutes or the pizza's free kind of thing. He's <laughs> right. got a portal jump to get to the next <laughs> delivery Any, stop. Anywhere in the world, he, he'll portal <laughs> jump to and deliver within 20 minutes. Don't ask me why it's always in the woods. Like, I don't know who's <laughs> what's living out in the woods ordering pizza Bigfoot, but. Uh, it's a theory chew on that one for a little bit there you go man he's got to make a buck too (laughs) you can't can't blame him for that oh my goodness wow this is already getting way too far out there what are we talking about level what is this week's wonderful episode so we're going into a topic that's very popular um and very interesting to me because i don't have any figure I, i i have no clue um but like the men in black any other topic oh right. men in black very men good black. yes yes i don't really have a clue but this one really pl- perplexes me because okay. i don't even have a box to put it in or even anywhere to to put it but i'll go over a few of these and we can discuss them but yes the men in black not the movie we don't maybe we should do movie reviews here I don't know if they'd really like our reviews. Everything no. sucks. <laughs> I don't watch a lot of movies, so. Yeah, I don't either. So Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith. Yes. Yes, is we're talking pre-Chris Rock slap or post-Chris <laughs> Rock slap? I don't know. Okay. I don't know when that happened. I guess, fair warning before we dive in, keep his wife's name out of our mouths this <laughs> right. episode, so. That's Tommy Lee Jones's wife. Is he married? Beats me. I know he's ancient. I know. That doesn't mean he's not married, though. That's unfair. But <laughs> I was gonna no, say, I think it's I think it's Will Smith's wife that we're referring to. Okay. Maybe Will Smith was referring to Tommy Lee Jones' wife. 
Oh, maybe. Keep his wife's name out of your mouth. <laughs> it's because she's an alien. They're trying to hide her here on Earth. Maybe she's a woman in black. Like Ooh. the real deal. That's... Why aren't there any women in black? There actually are. Really? Okay. Well, yeah, let's dive I don't in have any stories before we get, before we get into here. a movie review. Okay. So I don't have any women in black stories. Um, but there are um uh, there are a few of them. Again, Phantoms and Monsters mm-hmm. has a lot of them, and I think he's done some work over them. And I just got done listening to Expanded Perspectives. They had a couple of podcasts over Men in Black that they had some really good stories, okay. experiences as well. Um, so those are a couple of places you guys can go. Anybody can go if they want more information. I don't have any of those stories here with me tonight. Well, I might. I got a couple from Phantoms and Monsters. Anyway, let's get into it before I get completely lost. My first story comes from the website infinityexplorers.com. And this is, I've heard this story before, so I think it's kind of a popular story. But in 1976, in September, Dr. Herbert Hopkins was investigating a UFO sighting in Norway, Maine. Um, Two workers had spotted a UFO and they tried to approach it. When they got close, a blinding white light engulfed them and they passed out. Then they woke up uh, several hours later, miles away, with no memory of what happened. Hmm. So kind of a typical UFO experience. Um, And this guy, Dr. Herbert Hopkins, was investigating the workers. He was uh, hypnotizing them. Oh, no. Okay. um, Well... Just, yeah, it's that's just kind of the backstory, right? Um, So he had hypnotized one, and that night um, he was at home, and he received a call from a man claiming to be the head of the New Jersey UFO Research Organization. Um, The man wanted to meet with him, so Dr. Hopkins gave him directions to his house. You know, 1976, no Google. Um, and then, so after he gave him directions and hung up, he, uh, Hop, Dr. Hopkins stepped outside to turn on a, a porch light so the guy would, you know, could see the house numbers and everything. And as he was outside, a strange man was walking up towards his house. Already? Already. Okay. So already somebody was there. That's eerie. Okay. Yeah. The man was dressed in a dark black suit with a black Humberg hat, kind of a fedora style. I had to okay. look that up. Um, <laughs> not exactly, but real close to a fedora style hat. Okay. Um, and the black suit looked crisp and brand new. Like he had just purchased it to put it on to walk up to the house. Okay. Um, the man approached the doctor and removed his hat, revealing chalk white skin and no hair including eyebrows his lips were so bright red that it looked like he was wearing lipstick so really really like white white pale white with bright red lips and no hair anywhere on his head that's kind of eerie um said the this man spoke with perfect dictation as they discuss the details of the Norway UFO. So 
almost as if like a computer reading it like every word was pronounced oh weird okay so no accent nothing like that okay so and he already knew it sounds like what had happened in that instant the ufo incident like he already had the backstory and all the information even though this doctor was the one investigating it and i'm sure the information hadn't been released yet for this guy Uh, to know from my I think it was like in the news, the UFO story was in the news and that's where Dr. Herbert heard it and went over. But there was some other points that the doctor had that weren't made public. Okay, so so this guy did know. He had some strange knowledge that he shouldn't have had in this. Yeah, it seems like it. Um, So then once the discussion was over, the man placed a unrecognizable metal coin in the doctor's hand and told him to watch it carefully as the doctor was concentrating on it the coin began to blur and then disappeared completely hmm um then the stranger said i'm quoting this from the website neither you nor anyone else on this planet will see that coin again we can do the same to your heart that's a weird flex right um and it was in a he had taken like a a menacing tone a threatening tone yeah it's a threat too like Mm -hmm. okay so in the same same menacing tone the man told the doctor to stop researching the norway case and destroy all of his records Mm. um the man the man started uh sorry The man's speech started to slow down and he told the doctor that he was running low on battery and had to leave. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The man turned, stumbled drunkenly out of the yard and towards a bright light and then disappeared. What? Yeah. Okay. That's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. After the encounter, the doctor was scared and demoralized. He burned all his research uh never looked into the case again his wife actually said he spent like the rest of the night with a gun stuck in his pants like he was terrified well yeah okay which i don't blame him at that point sure um so so how's this how'd the story get out then i guess the doctor finally came came out with the story but not the research right right but i'm just saying like you're you're so terrified you know over this this strange threat that you're going to burn all your paperwork you're never going to expose the story about the ufo thing yet you'll expose what happened afterwards right well he didn't say don't tell anybody about me you just said don't tell anybody about the norway (laughs) there's the gotcha (laughs) (laughs) right be like hey you can't get mad at me you didn't warn me about you know telling you about some robotic pale lipstick wearing magician (laughs) That, that runs makes... on batteries that apparently <laughs> right. don't last long. They're not lithium batteries. They're definitely not. I mean, probably like lead acid trying to lug <laughs> yeah. up. <them. laughs> That's why he was all drunk and weird. He was dying of. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I've got some questions that you won't be able to answer. So, <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I'll make them up. First off, I guess it's not really a question, it's an observation. So, clearly, given the fact that he had all the information without the information being made public tells me that this entity had been following him 
which to back up that claim, he gets off the phone with him after giving him the address, goes to turn on the porch light, and the dude's already there. Right. So this guy's been, this entity's been following him, right? But it's strange then that he needed the address, almost like he needed the permission. Right. He needed permission to approach or to come in the house, right? Right. Well, this was, I think, outside on the lawn. Oh, he never went in the house? No, they never went in the house. Okay, but still, if you're following this doctor, you have all the information already, you're just there to make a threat. Why do you, and you're already there, why do you need the address? Unless you need, like, consent in order to be able to do what you gotta do. Like, the black-eyed kids, how they need the consent to come in the house. Yeah, to do whatever that is nefarious that they do it sounds like this this entity needed this doctor's consent to even approach him and talk to him face to face which is kind of odd right now the coin thing is also odd if the entity claims that they can make this coin disappear why did the doctor have to concentrate on it so much it's almost Mm -hmm. like the doctor did it as it was right. in his hands. Oh, yeah. Right? You right. have to look at this coin and you have to, you know, stare mm-hmm. at it deeply, whatever. It's almost like the doctor did it. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, like they it, needed his input to do yeah. it or something. Because otherwise they just make his. He just hold it up disappear. and be like, watch the coin in my hand. Boop. It's like a magic trick. Mm-hmm. I can do this to you. So keep right. your mouth shut. Why would he put it in his hand and say, look, you got to look at it. You got to concentrate on it. And then as he's concentrating on it, it blurs out and disappears. That's almost like a tactic for um, hip, hypnotic to be oh, hypnotized. That's true. That is true. Focus your attention on this. Concentrate on it. Mm-hmm. At the snap of my fingers, you'll be at my will and command. Right. 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 That is true. I never thought of that. So that was what I thought where I thought it was going. He's hypnotizing the guy. But then the yeah. coin disappears and he makes his threat now it's also reminisce that that scenario the disappearing coin is reminisce of what we've talked about before with things randomly going missing sometimes never to be seen again or in the ape canyon episode when he willed a pencil into existence because he Mm -hmm. forgot one out in the woods and it was a pencil from his house yeah that's what that reminded me of i know it's really an interesting uh thought process i guess this whole disappearing reappearing stuff that i never even thought about before i know that's always kind of been on the back burner you know Mm -hmm. but the more we dig into it this stuff seems to happen in a lot of different circumstances poltergeist oh yeah um ape canyon that was a bigfoot thing and i guess spiritual thing you and me in our personal lives like Mm -hmm. just random stuff and now men in black which i never would have thought that to be in the forefront of men in black now the battery thing i have no idea i don't yeah i doubt out of like the crazy story that is the biggest twist that i didn't even didn't even expect you know it walking away to disappear in the light reminded the way it described it walking reminded me of our good friend sam the sandown clown all right <laughs> where he yeah. had a weird drunk mm-hmm. walk to him you don't yeah. hear that too often it's almost like 
they can't quite get us right it's almost like it's a mimic or a something created to look like us but can't quite get it right yeah but i almost wonder is it like a projection is it like a cloak you know what i mean like they Mm -hmm. can it's it's not really this weird entity this men in black guy it's something else somewhere else projecting this image but they only have a certain amount of time to do it so as the battery Mm -hmm. wears down they start walking away it's almost like it's glitching right oh time's up that's all that's all the life i got in this and that's why it's just always these weird creatures these weird entities that just Mm -hmm. don't make any sense you know yeah those are some of the things i picked up on in that story now we have more questions than answers right (laughs) yeah why are you doing that i'm not here to solve them all (laughs) well you ready for the next one yeah sure this one I'd never heard of, and I'm kind of excited about. This comes from Rankers.com. Um, you know the actor Dan Aykroyd? Yes. Okay. Well, apparently he had a Men in Black encounter as well. Okay. I know he's kind of into the weird. Mm-hmm. He's talked about UFOs and ghosts, I think, too. I think so. Um, I know he has a new show out. I've got it recorded. I haven't got to watch it yet, where he talks about some of the weird stuff. Really? So, mm-hmm. Hmm. I'm going to eventually I'll get to it when my schedule isn't so crazy, but he was filming a TV series called Dan Aykroyd's out there for the sci-fi channel in the early two thousands. Hmm. Um, Dan's a long time believer in the paranormal and he would interview witnesses on their UFO encounters hmm. for the show. Um, he, they had, he had filmed eight episodes And Dan was finishing up some of the final filming when he took a smoke break. So they're pretty much almost done with everything. Like the show's almost ready to go. Money time. Season one drop. Yeah. Yeah. They were just filming like some B-roll and some this and that with Dan before they they spliced it all together and sent it out. Okay. Um, So... While he was outside smoking, he spotted two men in black standing next to a black Ford sedan, staring blankly at him. So Dan turned his head for a split second, and when he looked back, they were gone. Hmm. Two hours later, his show was canceled, and the recordings have never been seen the light of day. Oh, weird. That's interesting. So, lost a bunch of money on the show a lot of time a lot, a lot of, of time yeah and for what purpose so why do some ufo shows make it to air and some don't so there must have been something some witness in that show so this is kind of um a lot of the men in black encounters they're usually warning people not to talk about or research ufo encounters okay um that's a lot not all of them but the majority of them a lot of people that's why a lot of people started thinking they're like from the government okay you know and i think that's where the movie came from they're from the government they're there to cover up the existence of the ufos for our own safety yeah right but these entities these men in black entities 
disappear they act weird they're not human so there's a whole nother side of things besides just the government spooks in a suit because there are those too though right there are those too and i'm not we're not talking about that today right i mean vince Vince had interaction with Mm -hmm. the government side men in black a physical person that was there after a call to the police station you know vince was a first-hand experience of that but this guy wasn't you know pasty white with red lipstick lips that yeah walks around drunk right right so no we're not i'm not talking about somebody who's clearly human who's there from the government trying to either hush something up or gain some sort of information these are entities that are like trying to mimic humans Mm -hmm. all for the purpose of keeping your mouth shut right on a lot of them yeah okay i don't want to say all of them because some of them aren't um some of them are other just other weird this it's just so weird yeah i don't know i can't there's no rhyme or reason to a lot of this stuff but on the majority that's where these men in black um kind of their their uh mo calling card yeah, yeah their mo yeah okay well here you have again they're sitting out almost like they're waiting for him to come outside just so he can catch a glimpse of them. Like, Hey, they, we did this. Yeah. Yeah. That we're here. We've been following you. Make sure he sees us. Right. Yeah. So, so he knows now again, this sounds like every other entity we talk about that for some odd reason just needs our, our attention. Yeah. Yep. They, they wanted him to know. I think they wanted him to know that they canceled his show. Yeah. Basically. Why? I don't if, know. If if there's information out there that you don't want out there, you can do it all in secret. You can get mm-hmm. the show canceled in secret. Why do you need to make your appearance known? We talked right. about that with Hatman. If you're some demonic entity, why do you need to make your appearance known in the middle of the night? Why do you need to wear a hat as a calling card? Like right. it doesn't make any sense besides the fact that they want the recognition. Mm-hmm. Yes. These I've been saying this for, I don't know how long, whatever this phenomenon is. And I'm talking the whole phenomenon, right? Big foot the paranormal. To, yeah. The paranormal. It wants our attention. Hmm these things aren't out there doing this i mean yes there may be times they do it in secret especially like bigfoot and stuff but in my opinion a lot of this stuff wants our attention if you have the technology to travel from another star system a bajillion light years away to show up on earth you're not going to drive around with a spotlight shining on cattle Mm -hmm. right or or you know in a black sedan waiting outside just mm-hmm. so you can have a quick stare down to put that image in your head so that you think about it when your show gets canceled. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Yeah. So, well, maybe their batteries were running low too. Maybe they right. wanted to go talk to him, <laughs> right? And but, but their batteries were running low. And like, oh, God, I thought I charged these. It must've been the <laughs> other set. Oh man. He's taking too long to come outside. We're going <laughs> to run out of battery before he gets here. <laughs> Hey, isn't that the guy from Coneheads? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was one of us. Yeah. And Ghostbusters. We should right. be getting his autograph. <laughs> no kidding. All right. So next one comes from Phantoms and Monsters, of course. 
this person was born and raised and lives in uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, born, raised, lived their whole lives there. You know, been there the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have has had a lifetime of paranormal experiences, including UFOs and abductions. So she's kind of been through this her whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, this I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but I found it kind of interesting. Side note, um, she says her most overwhelming experience was one night the Greys came to abduct her while she was pregnant and she was done. She wasn't having it. So she grabbed the nearest gray by the neck and squeezed as hard as she could until she heard and felt a crack. Oh my. And the gray fell to the floor with its head folded backwards against its spine. So she broke its neck. Broke its neck. Like it has bones. Yeah. But she just did it by squeezing it like it's. Oh, I see what you mean. Like really weak. You know what I mean? So yeah. Like just brittle, squeezed... brittle neck entities. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is interesting um so that seemed to shock the other gray who then gathered up his companion and disappeared into a bright light that flooded the room (laughs) don't (laughs) right oh no weren't supposed to do that um but as a girl she grew up beside a cemetery and at night she would see from her bedroom window a tall dark figure watching her house Hmm. um in the cemetery in the cemetery yeah So as a girl, she was approached in her front yard by a dark being with a glowing face. It stared at her for a few seconds, then disappeared. Which is kind of disturbing to me. Um, Then in July of 2006, her and her daughter were sitting on the front porch. Um, They never heard or saw a car pull up, but all of a sudden, two men in black approached them from the side of the house. They were dressed in black silk suits, white shirts, black ties, and black fedoras, and they carried thin briefcases. The daughter, upon seeing these men, ran, got up, ran into the house as they walked up. She stared, this lady stared into the closest one's eyes, and they were the color of vivid purple, and she felt compelled to keep staring. So after a few seconds, the man closest to her asked in a low pl- low-pitched, clear tone if she had experienced any unusual activity that she thought she should report. Hmm. So again, they already know. Right. Yeah, they know. But They've been following they, her, clearly. Clear or they're yeah. So they know she's experienced activity and they're um she quickly replied no and they thanked her for her time and turned and walked away oh weird but the weirdest thing is after that encounter she had she no longer had any ufo abduction experiences oh strange but but she clearly remembers all the activities prior so she lied it wasn't that she was confused because i was thinking oh they hypnotized her with the purple eyes yeah no she she lied she was scared okay interesting but But then it all stopped it all stopped after that oh that's so strange what would that mean like like it lost interest in her 
Right. Like it didn't, she wasn't out telling the world about it. So, uh, so that's, that means it's like <laughs> a war for attention. Almost right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're here, we're here. UFOs, demons in the graveyard. We're here. And then you lie about it and you're like, nope, I'm not going to tell anyone about it. I'm going to lie about it. Oh, well, let's move on to the next person. then. Right. It's like, like the school bully, you don't give them any attention and they get bored and move yeah. on. Yeah. What? It's very, it's kind of uniquely human behavior almost. Almost. Yeah. You know, like if you start a podcast and you don't get a bunch you of attention, get... you lose heart and you, or anything. Right. When you're, when you're laying it all out there, mm-hmm. you know, and you lose heart and you give up and then that's it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so strange. Subliminal messaging. Share silver pill on social media. Can <laughs> <Right. laughs> splice splice in the subliminal message now. Yeah. Stare at this silver coin. Right. Stare into our eyes, eyes as you're yeah. listening to us. <laughs> Wait, that doesn't work. I, yeah. That... <laughs> oh, but that is really odd. I don't under. I don't know what to make of that. Because at first, like I said, at first I was thinking, well, they probably. They hypnotized her, right? She stared into the purple eyes, felt compelled to keep staring. They mm-hmm. wiped her memory, and just to make sure, they're like, hey, did anything? has anything paranormal happened to you? And she's like, no. And then that's it. They're gone. Almost like, okay, we did our job. We wiped her memory clean on mm-hmm. the next. But she did it out of fear again, like the first story, out of fear, keeping your mouth shut. But it is so strange that the phenomena, the paranormal phenomena, then just like abandoned her. I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, again, one of those twists that you're just like, why? Yeah. But we do know that for some odd reason, paranormal phenomena will... Phenomena? Yeah. Phenomena. It's multiple phenomenons, right? It's phenomena. Anyways, will attach itself to specific people or for specific reasons so example some people are born into a life of paranormal and we've speculated that that's a bloodline thing some people don't have any paranormal activity until like especially in women or girls until like puberty starts Mm -hmm. then paranormal activity develops in their life for some reason right or pregnancies Mm -hmm. i've been fine there's never anything happened to me but then after i got pregnant Mm -hmm. all the weird stuff started happening right or we've talked about before people that are in a transition in life or a liminal area Mm -hmm. right where nothing's ever happened to me until i was just kind of in a whatever spot in my life then it got weird right and i don't so so it does pick and choose or people will be like i didn't have anything paranormal until one time a bigfoot i think it was a bigfoot ran through the woods behind my house and ever since then Mm -hmm. i've got things disappearing dishes flying off the shelves i hear my you know i don't know i hear my my dead grandmother's voice from another room at night i have night terrors and it just like I, I just don't get it. I, I know. It's like it's trying to 
It's like it's not supposed to be seen by you, but it wants to be seen by you. And when it does, it opens up a doorway. Mm -hmm. Or something else is opening the doorway in the instance of like Mm -hmm. puberty or pregnancy. Right. Yeah. Or liminal areas. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm in a liminal area, personally, I get a little down i get a little depressed i get okay. restless and mm-hmm. you know that's kind of the time where i start questioning everything i've ever done in my life and wh- what i'm going to be doing in my life i really start to question you know if it's not exciting and i don't have something to drive for and i'm just kind of whatever in my life that's when the questioning happens so what right. better time for something to intervene into my life but but when i'm at a weak point when I'm at it, when my mind's a little bit more open to mm-hmm. excitement, maybe when it's maybe. a little bit depressed. And so it latches onto that. I don't know. I'm just coming at it from my standpoint here. Yeah. It's, I don't. It's weird. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, I'm looking, I'm starting to look at the whole paranormal side through different lenses anymore. Well, since we started this, we've been all over oh, the place with looking at this stuff. Oh my gosh. If anybody really wants to question their beliefs, start a podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the stuff you look into just completely melts your mind. Um, but we'll get to that because I got some uh, kill stuff then we can talk Ooh, about. Yeah, I was hoping you'd bring that up because he's got some interesting mm-hmm. men in black stories from Mothman prophecies. That's the only one I've read by him. So Okay, so I got another one from Phantoms and Monsters um this is 2011 the witness was camping in joshua tree national park california that's a hotbed Um, isn't it mm -hmm. okay um so the witness is going by ms is their initials i don't know male female usually it's just initials on on phantoms and monsters okay so i'll refer to the witness as ms um and their friends noticed two glowing blue ufos zipping around the night sky um when they're sitting out by the campfire they were excited um they talked about it and they were still excited and talking about it driving home i'm guessing the next day so while driving back home ms noticed a black car following them um they took ms like was changing lanes and was taking turnoffs and it was still following them they were he was constantly watching this this car um and it was following them and then he looked up and it was completely gone vanished so and we've heard that before as mm-hmm. well yeah on the show we had people. yeah <laughs> so um then so ms got home didn't see it again um he got home the next day and was run out running errands when he pulled up to the house and parked that same black car was parked at his house hmm. so he got out of his car and two men approached him wearing matching black suits black fedoras black ties and gray dress shirts they asked ms a few questions about what he saw the night before um and then MS asked for credentials and they claim they worked for the Air Force. Mm, okay. Um, but that was it. They didn't show any badges or ID. Um the uh MS described their appearance as plastic. 
They had olive skin and were expressionless. They spoke in a very precise, monotone, raspy voice. He said that it was almost synthetic. Hmm. Um, and they had a very intense gaze. Some of the, they asked us pretty much the typical questions. Can you describe what you saw that night? What do you think you saw? Did you take any pictures of what you saw? Did you find any unusual debris? Are you withholding any information? Um, and these are pretty common questions. Most of the men in black encounters, like I said, seem to be questioning the witnesses on what they saw and if they have evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, so MS was very vague in his answers. Um, he didn't tell them really anything. Didn't tell them about his friends. He was very um, reserved. Like he didn't trust these people at all. So he was just kind of going along, but not giving them any kind of information. Hmm. Then they finished his question. They finished their questions by strongly advising him not to share his experience and that they would be keeping an eye on him. So this encounter left him so scared. He had, um, he was like he was terrified like this really shook him up um and even after this encounter he had another sighting but he still has yet to have any visitors hmm. so the the plastic yeah that sounds almost like the first one mm-hmm. almost it's... and then the gazing eyes like the intense eyes right the like burning the eyes one. yeah mm-hmm. uh, well again followed him knew where he lived where he lived i don't think they're questioning him so that they get more information on what he saw i think they're questioning him to see how much information he has and how willing he's going to give it away Mm -hmm. which to be honest with you it sounds like he gave he was pretty easy to trust oh we're from the air force okay here's what i saw well (laughs) or i think it was go ahead oh we're from the air force he's like okay no you're not but you're two guys against me and they're weird yeah you know what but did you, you saw plastic, oh i don't so. know right you're, again, you're mannequins yeah oh oh that's right? creepy right, right? mannequins with that. lipstick that's why they're always in the same suits right they just the walk department off the store mannequins there you go they just walk off the department store oh you've got it figured out what if i mean that, that's terrifying next, next time you go to the department store really look at the mannequins they may be watching you well, they don't have eyes, though. But that sounds like Slenderman. What if Slenderman's a mannequin? Mm-hmm. Right? For, at big and tall. <laughs> <laughs> big and tall. Big and slender. Oh, dear. Yeah, I just, it's it's the same MO in everyone. Don't, don't mm-hmm. talk. Don't talk. We're going to make you afraid to talk. Why? Right. I don't know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. a bunch of... I don't know. That's why so many people speculate that they are some sort of entity coming in to shut down UFO experiences from getting shared. You know what I okay. mean? Okay. Okay. They're Let's not just say human. They are. Why? I don't, you know, I don't know. You think it would be, you think if somebody saw some glowing lights in the sky, he probably wouldn't, you know, it's cool. Hey, it's fun to see your, your friends are out there. You see it probably not going to make a big splash yeah you know why, oh, we, why don't we have more 
more sightings now with disclosure and everyone talking about right. this stuff. Well, then, but what happens when you have glowing blue orbs in the sky and the next day you get visited by two mannequins? Yeah. All of a sudden, it's a whole different story. It gets yeah. even more attention. Mm-hmm. I guess that's true. Oh, man. Like, they're playing chess. Like, they they know that they'll talk about it if they show up, and that's mm-hmm. what they want. They're oh. increasing the... Ooh, good point. I hadn't thought about that. That's a good point. Blue lights in the sky. Eh, we can make this more interesting. So we right. get, so they talk about it more. Let's show up. Yeah, it's not to keep them to sh- to get them to stop talking. It's to get them to talk more about it. It's to enhance oh, that experience. Man, what a twist! I yeah, I don't. I just thought of that. So, hmm. I'm going to have to stew on that one for a while because it's that idea of tulpas again. The more thought and energy you put into it, does it make it stronger? Right. Yeah. Are we literally, are they literally either we're manifesting it? And I hate using that word because it's so new age, but are we manifesting these things through our energy and thoughts or are they able to harness that energy from our thoughts to manifest themselves? Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know where this will go, but we started talking about how the power of prayer in the beginning. Touche. So, you know, not saying, you know, we know that God likes us to pray and give, give acknowledgement to him. Mm -hmm. Is this something that's trying to fight for some of that acknowledgement as well? Right. Right. I mean. And God also wants us to be, to have our intention on him too, mm-hmm. right? That That is what faith is. Hebrews says that faith is hope in the things unseen, like the uncertain things. And we're supposed to put faith in God. So we're supposed to put all of our hope and our belief in him in every circumstance of our life. Almost like, and even Jesus says, faith the size of a mustard seed, you can move this mountain from here to there, and it will. Like, yeah. faith is the most powerful thing that we can have. It's what saves us. Faith in Christ saves our souls. Without faith, we are nothing, right? Right. So if if our belief, our faith, our is all put to God, and that's when his power and glory are magnified, does that work to outside entities? Right. Does that power and that faith and putting glory into something else like Dogman? Mm-hmm. Dark Waters talked about how people have almost built an altar to Dogman. Right. They, that the you know it starts out as listening to spooky stories, which turns into posters hanging on your wall, obsessing over it, reading about it, literally putting all your intention and faith and hope into it, mm-hmm. and that's when it starts to manifest and become dangerous. Right. Oh, what a trip! I mean, maybe, maybe these maybe. are. I don't know. What if they're? What if they are? I'm not going to say demons, but like little G gods. That are be. trying to garnish some worship and some attention and power out mm-hmm. of our faith, which the Bible we know from the Bible is a very powerful thing. Not because we are powerful, but 
by faith in Christ alone, power, his power is magnified, right? Right. So oh. is that why when we see these things, let's say a Bigfoot runs across your road, all of a sudden you start researching Bigfoot and this and that, it starts to magnify their power over you. Mm-hmm. So, and again, but real quick, we see yeah. this in even on a human side. Okay. The more power we say the government has, right? Oh, oh yeah. The government. And then I think that's why they're always trying to convince us that they're the ones who need to take care of stuff. Mm -hmm. So we give them more power. Look at look at who's a Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. Look at all the power she has over these people. I mean, people are doing obnoxious things. Yeah, just and paying outrageous her. prices yeah. just to stand, you know, two miles away from her. Right, right. They imagine how much power she has. Good point. These things, and that's just on a human level. That's not even on a spiritual level at all. Well, right? we put power into not even people, but inanimate objects. Think about, you know, drug addicts and alcoholics. Mm -hmm. How much power are we, are they, or us, I shouldn't just say, you know, people right. in general putting into you know alcohol in order for it to kind of change your way of thinking so you it starts out you know even pornography does the mm -hmm. same thing we mm -hmm. put all this power and intention and like obsession into these things and it begins to take control of our lives yeah well um, it could be it could be on anything but i think and for animate objects, there's a, they can feed on that basically, right? Like an inanimate object, it won't be able to, to feed on that. Right, but we if, feed on it as mm -hmm. opposed to it feeding on us. Whereas if it's something that, you know, can move, eat, maybe, you know, a, a, yeah. I, I don't want to say person, but something living, I guess they can use it to their advantage as opposed to it just wrecking shop in our lives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. I think mm -hmm. what, whatever this, these things are, I, I personally believe they are trying to get our attention. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say what these things are. Cause I don't know for sure. Um, and, uh, I'm just not going to go down that rabbit hole. Well, um, I'll, I'll finish my thought real quick. So when I first got into this stuff, like aliens, especially as a Christian, it was like, you know, and I was when I was little, it was mm -hmm. I like the thought occurred to me, they have to be demons. And their MO would be in order to get to distract us from God. Like if it, if an, a demon can parade as an alien and get a bunch of people to see it, then obviously there is no god because god wouldn't create aliens and there's even some people to the extent will worship them like gods these are our right. creators the anunnaki that whole business and that from the you know initially was how i viewed stuff but maybe it's not you know aliens these demons whatever are doing it to take away from god so to distract us from god to try to try to manipulate our way of thinking so that they can uh, you know make us believe that there is no god because if aliens exist then there can't be a god right well what if it's not that but it's that they want 
our attention for their glory. Right. Like they want to be worshipped. They want exactly because we as the God's masterpiece, right? He created like they're jealous of that. These whatever mm-hmm. these things are. Yeah. Whether they are created by God, aliens created by God, I don't know. What I'm saying is it's something out there that is jealous of something that we have and they want it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they have to constantly fight for our attention for yeah. our worship. Oh man, that's weird. That's it's kind of a strange place to go. But like I said, I brought up Keel, and Keel was the first person who kind of um I read that went down the pathway of the human side of paranormal. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. There's something this stuff doesn't happen if humans aren't present. Oh, like if a tree falls in the woods, mm-hmm. anyone around to hear it. Okay. Right. This stuff only seems to manifest around humans. And I mean, you, you can't prove or disprove that because if no one's there to witness, then you're not going to see it. Right. Right. Um. So even you could say, oh, well, you could put a camera out. Well, yeah, but they know the camera's out there and they know you're going to watch it. So mm-hmm. then you're going to manifest in front of it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's, it's, it's a point that can't be proven, but he, even though I don't agree on all of his way of thinking, he really opened my mind up to the fact that these, these creatures, this, whatever it is, it has to do with us. Mm -hmm. If you eliminate the human element to it, it, it would, it's probably unexistent. Right. And there's no there. So this is okay. So this is speculation. Everybody don't, call in and be like you're wrong because i probably am but what there's been thoughts out there that this is all one one thing and it appears to each person almost differently as either as the people themselves perceive it because we talked about perception in the staircase episode Mm -hmm. so are is this phenomenon appearing to people and we are perceiving it as a ghost or as a ufo or as a bigfoot Mm -hmm. um and this will be controversial but maybe even sometimes as a demon Mm -hmm. not saying that all demons are this phenomenon and that they're the same but there's just it's some there's something there that has to do with us right Mm -hmm. i've said it before i think as a researcher somebody who's really like into interviewing people would probably do very well to look at the person who's having the experience and not just the experience itself investigate the person not the experience right i think there's going to be more connection if you look at not only the person or the experience, but as a whole, the person, who they are, you know, maybe even their past, and then even what the experience was and what the experience was to that person. Mm-hmm. How did it change their way of thinking? Right. I think these experiences are tailor custom made 
to each person having them. Almost like we live in a matrix. Almost, yes. Okay. Or that we are the the phenomenon manifests in front of us and we perceive it as something, right? That through mm-hmm. our our perception, we've talked about people, two people in a vehicle see a UFO and both see two very different things. Mm-hmm. Experience the same thing with two different stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's people have been investigating this stuff for a hundred years over, you know, more, you talk, the fairies, the Fae, mm-hmm. the monsters, it's been going on forever and nobody has an answer to it. Yeah. We've, we've gotten nothing now. Nothing. It's gotten so bad that we have to rely on the government for our answers. Right. Like that's, that's the last thing we want to do, <laughs> but, or, or <laughs> rock stars and musicians. Yeah. Let's listen to yeah. that. Tom DeLong, you know, great. Right. Or, or new age, like, pushers it's like Mm -hmm. or even dare i say like pastors right you know it's just but no one has the answers it doesn't matter where you go no one will have the answers now one point i wanted to bring up you mentioned demons there and controversial i would just like to point out we can't be calling everything demonic because name one time in the bible where a demon was made manifest right that's what i'm saying demons exist but they don't yeah. need to manifest in order for them to do something in your life. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, they're under lock and key, hiding and pulling the strings behind, you know, a veil so that you right. don't know what they are. Because if you knew what they were, then it'd be done. They don't parade around physically, right? right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because they don't have the power to, because angels can parade around physically. That's a whole different side note. Yeah. Um, yeah that's why i said it's controversial because i don't even know but what i'm getting at is if you're the glasses you look through and see the world is that everything weird is a demon when something manifests in front of you what's it going to be right what are you going to perceive it as Mm -hmm. right that's all i'm getting at and then when that when that 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 whatever as you're seeing it you're going to describe it to people differently Mm -hmm. even if you even if two people saw the same thing if there was one person who was new age and one person who was a christian were together saw the exact same thing one would call it a demon the other one would call it a light being you know know what i mean yeah and that's and so, which is ironic, because in the first story you said, you told here, one of the things I said was almost like it's a projection. These things are mm-hmm. like a projection. Almost right. like you said, they are catered to the person. Yes. So if, and it would make sense then, if you're going through a weird spot in your life, like mm-hmm. puberty or pregnancy, where your emotions fluctuate, given the nature of it or you're stagnant in life and you're more open or depressed, how these things could be present themselves differently in those areas of your life. Almost like they are waiting for a time when your thinking is a little bit less than rational. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't want that to come off offensively to to pregnant women that, you know, calling them irrational, but emotions are high. Right. Right. And it's because of, what's going on in your body 
mm-hmm. and the creation of a living human being. It, it's right. a beautiful thing, but it's going to do something to the way you think and the way mm-hmm. you see things. Now, that's to me, if I wanted to garner more attention from someone and try to manipulate them, I wouldn't go to someone that's got their head on straight, that everything's working out for them, and they've got a really clear way of thinking. I'm going to go after someone as a manipulator who's either A, had trauma in their life, because it comes up with that too, someone Mm -hmm. whose emotions are through the roof, because then they're not thinking correctly, or someone who's stagnant and depressed. Right. Or what happens if because our emotions are heightened, we can actually start to perceive these things. Mm, That's true too. What happens if as we perceive these things, they notice we are seeing them. Yeah. Like maybe they have no idea what we're going Mm -hmm. through, but, but we're as spiritual beings in physical bodies, we're at a point Mm -hmm. in our life where we're able to peek through that veil a little bit you know, whether it be mm-hmm. through the miracle of creating life inside a womb or the miracle of of puberty, I mean, body changing, becoming mm-hmm. an adult, that we're able to kind of peek into that that other side a little bit more. And then all of a sudden, that's when the the match in front of the moths happens, right? Right. Tear, like it's like darkness, and then there's that tear where you can peek through, but then it lights mm-hmm. up the whole the darkness, and then they come after it. Right. Well, look at what uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, the, the football player. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. When he was doing ayahuasca, and now all of a sudden he's getting haunted. Mm-hmm. Right? He opened up that doorway. Mm-hmm. That spiritual mm-hmm. tear in the veil. I don't. I don't know. But what's ironic is Christ already tore the veil for us to be able to have relationship with God. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas this almost needs it. You know, it's almost like the the veil, the tearing of the veil from the sacrifice of Christ didn't work in this direction, almost right. like it wasn't meant to be right. Mm-hmm. It only worked in the direction of God. But these things on the other side where the veil isn't torn need some other way of getting in and through. Right. And what I mean, wild, wild speculation here. What happens if these things were stuff that maybe before the fall, Adam and Eve could see and interact with? Yeah, maybe exactly. they're yeah, not we talked about that before yeah. right and then in the fall we were cut off from them and maybe they're not necessarily evil or not necessarily good you know what i mean mm-hmm. maybe they're just they're creatures they're entities we don't understand mm-hmm. and when they get attention from us they crave more yeah maybe I don't know. I don't I'm know. just saying because like, not all of this stuff seems evil and demonic. Not well, all of it look, seems good. Not a dog could be a vicious killing machine. Does that make it evil? Right. I don't think so. I think I think it God created, you know, animals and a dog wasn't mm-hmm. created to be evil. It's through what happens to the dog that the dog harnesses reaction, right? From mm-hmm. what's happened to it and I still wouldn't call it evil. I would call it just tormented right right? but that doesn't mean it's good doesn't mean it's evil right but it's still something created by god yeah yeah i don't know that's that's i'm just speculating maybe somebody will get something out of this will help them look a little bit outside the the box that we're kind of stuck in um i don't know 
it's I don't, I don't either <laughs> <laughs> i know i say that i probably i probably say i don't know 15 times every podcast so i'm sorry about that but, but on the flip side what pot other podcast can you listen to where we can turn men in black into <laughs> <laughs> that's true it went completely off the rails that's okay i'm sure instead of like it opening up people's minds i'm sure a lot of emails will come flooding in from like well no here's why you're wrong because right yeah you know but which is fine too everyone's entitled to opinions it's hard it's hard to un unbox your mind it really Mm -hmm. is especially when religion has boxed it in so much i won't even just pick on religion but just life life boxes it in political parties box you in news blocks you in religion school everything that create you know the nature nurture everything that nurtures you as a person is going to box you in to a certain way of thinking it's hard to unbox that yeah and that's that's mainly what we're here for we're just trying to give people out there a different way to to see everything to to unbox your mind especially as we gear up for christmas right what better way to spend christmas than unboxing (laughs) That that box under the tree from Silver Pilled that is your right. mind. <laughs> <laughs> and sharing it. Okay, sharing. real quick. I have to I have to say this. Something occurred to me this week. I, I know it's way left field. We talk all the time, and I guess it's kind of not. We talk all the time about these entities, right? And how they want worship, they want praise, they want attention. Even in some circumstances, people gift and tithe to like Bigfoot or fairies. Yeah. What do we do with Santa? yeah we, we tithe to santa we gift mm-hmm. with santa i j- it occurred to me this week i was like oh my gosh we <laughs> we literally do like the gifting with santa claus right even in milk and cookies as like a tithe offering for leaving us presents under the tree yeah it's creepy when it comes down to it everything because that's milk and milk and bread and stuff was fairies yeah and, and whatever elves and, and twinkies with bigfoot i don't yeah well right. big with santa's an elf a jolly old elf right i know oh my gosh it like it kind of i don't know it almost grinched me out like right. turned me into a scrooge when i thought about that <laughs> I was not... well i guess i shouldn't say anything <laughs> i don't know not in a good mood for the way that we're talking about <laughs> i was like hey i'm taking the christmas tree down <laughs> right. burning the advent calendar you know? <laughs> Oh no, we celebrate Christmas and you know. Yeah. But I it was a weird thought that came to my mind this week anyway, so I hope I didn't hope I didn't <laughs> bah humbug anyone. <laughs> but interesting topic, men in black. Yeah. I never thought it could go down that road. Only you I, and I could do that. Right, yeah, I definitely wasn't expecting that at all. But they are strange. And mm-hmm. there's too many reports that are way too similar for me to write it off as anything like mm-hmm. as, as a bunch of weirdo witnesses i think that they're that these things whatever they are exist and whatever they are i don't know but right i definitely believe that there's these weird guys out there whatever they, whatever they may be so i definitely um just to wrap things up i would recommend if anybody wants to start looking into them to read the mothman prophecies mm-hmm. um I think he was, I think Keel was kind of the, the pioneer in exposing the men in black mm-hmm. and that book and the, the amount of activity he experienced 
and what he recorded during that time has a lot more to do than just the Mothman in the right. Book. Yeah, it's there's so. actually very little on the Mothman in that book. It's a really <laughs> right. good book. I mean, yeah. Um, like I said, he he writes a lot of books. I don't I don't subscribe to a lot of his thoughts, but I kind of like his way of thinking, though. Yes, yeah, yeah. I like the I like where he's coming from mm-hmm. when he's examining this phenomenon. So, yep. so take but, it for what it's worth. And uh, I guess that's it. I guess so. Well, if you have had a Men in Black encounter, definitely let us know. Because they are one part of the phenomenon that just completely baffles me. If you are a Man in Black and you have charged batteries, I know I'm asking a lot here. (laughs) That's what I was going to say. Then please plug in to Silverpill. Yes. Be interviewed. At least share us with the other Men in Black and give us five stars. Yes. But that's the least you can do for being a weirdo. But we would really like to interview you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we would do like this whole Zoom thing. Like if I'd want to see your face. Because you sound kind of weird looking. I don't don't know if I subscribe to plastic people and lipstick being on the show. (laughs) If we could do it via like phone call, I'd feel a little bit more comfortable. (laughs) A little bit better. (laughs) Maybe Zoom without the cameras. Just point your camera like not at you. (laughs) Right. You can close a little flap over it, put some tape over it, and oh, yeah. we'll definitely have Everyone an interview. Does that. That'd be perfect. Oh, well, thanks for spending another another week with Silver Pilled, everyone. Yeah. We love you all. Thanks again for listening and tuning in. Share your thoughts, your experiences, uh, your recipes with us. We, uh, we love staying in touch. Yeah. And until next week, Silver Pill the world. <laughs> <laughs>